Ruthann's yawning. Jonathan has <laughs> the hiccups. I always yawn. Yeah, and, and, and we have a guest today, Jonathan Delo. Jonathan, you lived in Florida for many years, and now you're in Georgia, correct? Yeah, I lived in Florida all my life, and uh, we moved to Georgia about a year and a half ago. All right, so you've been driving since 13. You've got a couple unique stories. And, and, and you know, I want to get into really the reason that we, we've been wanting you to come on here. You um, had told me a story not too long ago where you got pulled over in Michigan. And yeah, Melvindale, just outside of Detroit. It was just outside. What town was it in? It was uh, Melvindale. The, uh, the police force there, they, uh, they patrolled both Allen Park, Michigan, and Melvindale. It's kind of like a co-op between the two little towns. Yeah, okay. And so you got pulled over. Now, without going too far into the story, you were there to make a delivery, not a pickup, right? Oh, no, I was there to uh, make a pickup. And uh, long story short, I ended up making a wrong turn, as you know, it happens to the best of us. And I had to make the best of the situation to find some place where I could safely get turned around and heading the opposite direction. And so he pulls you over. What, was, what, what did the cop pull you over for? Uh, he pulled me over for being on a residential uh, road. Um, however, the only reason I was on that road was there was no signage indicating it was a prohibited truck route. Exactly. That was going to be my, one of my points. You, so you had gone on there. There was no sign saying that a tractor trailer could not go down that street, correct? Yeah, that's a negative. There, there are some other streets that had that. Um, and as we get into the story, there's other places where he told me I should have turned around at that had no truck signs in the parking lots as well. Um, and I just kept looking because the, uh, the streets that were all to my left were all in a grid pattern. So I was just looking for streets that did not have any posting prohibiting trucks. And when I found two consecutive ones, you know, I made my three lefts and a right to head back in the opposite direction. Now, you, you were pulling a drive-in or a reefer? Drive-in. Okay. So, and is it okay to uh, name the the uh, pickup place? What was the the company we're going to pick up at? Uh, I think it was called International Wholesale. Um, part of the confusion was the address that I received on my dispatch was their their corporate office, um, which was actually around the corner from their warehouse. So I ended up pulling up into this building that had no docks. I went inside to figure out where I needed to go. And they gave me the uh, directions to get to the warehouse where they actually do their loading and unloading. Jonathan, I don't know about you, but I've been dispatched and, and in, back in the day when I was a driver and, and I had to call the, sh the shipper, the receiver to get a direction in. And I get little Peggy Sue behind the counter and she gives me directions that, you know, a tractor trailer is not supposed to be going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a cluster. Some of these little pickup and delivery places are a real pain in the butt to get in and out of. So um, I, I would imagine that that might've been the case here. Just confusion to begin with had you on the wrong street. Yeah. She ultimately, you know, hindsight's 2020. She, she actually gave me decent directions. The uh, part of the issue that led to my initial confusion was at the intersection, I needed to turn left, but it was a no left turn intersection. It was kind of like, not exactly like the, the left-hand turns you see in Jersey where you have to turn right and then kind of flip back around to the intersection and go straight through. Um, it was something kind of similar to that where they wouldn't allow you to take a left turn from the intersection. You had to go around kind of like a little roundabout way and, 
anybody who's driven a truck, especially up in Jersey, they, they know what I'm talking about, the, those Jersey lefts. Yeah, aren't they called the Jersey jug handles? Or yep. Jer- yep. yep, absolutely. We were just talking about those jug handles today, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, we were. That's what was funny when I was, was saying about them. It made me think of it. Yeah, they're sticking in a new road down here in Citrus County. Oh, it's not It's not a new road. They're just trying to expand the road that's there. But the company that's doing it is 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 taking forever. Yeah, but and not to insult people over a hundred that drive. Oh my gosh! You know, people just pull out in front of you in Florida. It's insane. These, yeah, I've. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jonathan. People in Pennsylvania love doing that kind of thing. From a dead stop, they'll pull right out in front of you. I don't know what it is about Pennsylvania. But they love doing that up there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and you do know that we're from Pennsylvania originally, right? <laughs> but, but but Troy does drive that way sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, y'all did the right thing, got out. <laughs> yeah. No, but but uh, you know the 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 Jersey jug handle Ruthann called it, and what you were saying is, I believe that actually prevents a lot of accidents. You know, in Florida, you got so many people. There's so many places on major highways that you can just cut across the road and go right in front of people. But, but anyway, so I, I got a question for you. So you make this left and did you know that at least it was a no left? Did you at least do that knowing it was a no left or did you not know it was a no left even? No, I knew going into it was a no left. Uh, she explained that to me and upon approaching the intersection, I could see the the signs clear as day. Um, the confusion happened when I made that right, and they weren't very specific as to. They said there was a truck turnaround, but I could not visually see one. The only thing I could visually see was a no truck sign. So I ended up, unfortunately, I, you know, I hate admitting it, but I had to do an illegal U-turn because I didn't see a turnaround, and I didn't want to go onto a prohibited truck route. Where was the no truck sign at, Jonathan? Uh, it was when you make that right, they, they call it a Michigan left where you have to take the right and then, you know, turn back around kind of like the Jersey jug handle. Um, and it was a little bit of an uphill once you make that right. And at the top of the hill, there's a, there's a sign, you know, the, the universal sign with a picture of a truck inside of a red circle with a cross through it. And, you know, I found out later, the officer said the turnaround's on the other side of that hill, but you're going up the hill, it's blind, you can't see the other side. But it still said no trucks, so how could a truck turnaround be at a place where it says no trucks? That was my line of thinking, and I thought that the uh, the woman who gave me the, the instructions originally um, was mistaken. You know, she wasn't apparently, it's just, you know, the sign shouldn't be there. Area and you can't visually see something, you have to err on the side of caution and to avoid you know, putting yourself, opening yourself up for a citation. Well, what's really weird about that is, okay, for if you would have kept going through where it says no trucks with the assumption that there could have been a truck turnaround on the other side of that by someone's word of mouth, and it wasn't, you could have been in a more tight area that you could not turn around in. Plus more trouble. Well, more trouble, yeah, but but I mean, I'm thinking more in the fact that he, where he was going to do his, uh, his U-turn that he made that decision to do it there because he knew he had the room to at least do that U-turn, even if it wasn't allowed. 
he aired on that area because he didn't know it was on the other side of there. It could have been worse where it wasn't enough room to turn around. And then he could have backed down, had a back down or something like that instead of trying to turn. So you're actually thinking because of the no truck sign, it might have actually because the road was more narrow and tighter anyways. That right. Would, okay. I'm thinking no saying. trucks, no trucks is because there's not room for a big mm-hmm. truck to come down, whether it be wiring, whether it be the width or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. You can't go down it. And, and Jonathan, all the while, how far are you away from the the uh, shipper at that point? Just a block <laughs> or what? Yeah, basically spitting distance. I mean, they were less than a half mile away from from me at that particular point. And, you know, during the confusion and, and the, the no truck sign and having to do the illegal U-turn, which, like I said, I hate doing, but, I mean, you've been there yourself, Troy. You know, sometimes you just got to. Oh, Take yeah. the lesser of two evils. I've done them. Troy drove in New York. Well, I was just going to say, it actually <laughs> reminds me of, we used to pick up at, at the Waldorf Astorium on 55th and Broadway, and mm-hmm. our instructions uh, literally on the bills said to go down a one way the wrong way. Back you, it. We had to back down a, a one way towards traffic. Now, try that at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, because that was the time, 4, 4 p.m., on you know during the week with New Yorkers, and it's all it is is a horn fest. It's just insane when when you do that there. So I, I get that, man. I hundred percent get that. So go on with the story. So you you see the sign and you're like, okay, look, I'm gonna choose. I'm just gonna. I gotta flip around here. This is. I'm, I'm getting deeper here. I gotta get out of here. That's basically what you're thinking, right? Yeah, I got. <clears throat> I was thinking I gotta get myself turned around because you know the way I see it is if I actually pass the uh, threshold of that sign, then any officer who sees me on that road has me dead to rights being on a prohibited truck route, which typically carries a pretty big ticket with, uh, with the fines and, and the points on your license and your PSP and all that. Jonathan, um, I got, I got yeah, a quick question before you go forward. So the sign, I want to just go back to the sign again. The sign is actually on the same route you're headed or is it on a different road? Like when you look and you see this sign, it's on the road you're on, right? So the truck sign is down there, but it wasn't up to there, right? Is that what I'm thinking? Basically how it was set up is I believe I was heading northbound on a four-lane road that was divided by a middle turn lane. And upon approaching that intersection, I saw that it was a no left turn for the intersection, as, as I was warned. And I followed the instructions I was given and made a right and started heading eastbound on whatever road that was. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. And shortly after getting onto that road, I see a bit of a hill and a curve. And at the top of that hill is a no truck sign. And I was told there was supposed to be a truck turnaround on my left-hand side, but I could not visually see that. And I did not want to proceed down a prohibited truck route. See. And what it leads me to believe is, and, and you'll give us the results of, of what happened, but it leads me to believe that the cop was BSing because why would you need the sign all the way down there when it should have already been back at the intersection where it should have said no trucks, right? I mean, it sounds to me like like it was just a, a BS stop to me. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I mean, the cop was operating off of his knowledge of the local ordinances and the city of Melvin, Melvindale and uh, Allen Park do have a prohibited uh, or a prohibition against trucks on residential roads um, with only a few exceptions allowed, which I did not fall under. 
However, my, my ultimate argument was, was there's no signage indicating any limitations or, pro, or prohibitions on the particular roads that I used. Okay. So now you see the sign, you do a flip. Is the cop yep. right there or what? Is he sitting there? No, he didn't. He didn't witness any of that because he probably would have <laughs> nailed me for the illegal <laughs> 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 I mean, he yeah, he. We'll, we'll we'll get to all that. Like I said, I think you've seen the video of my encounter with him because I recorded the whole thing. Um, may have been a while back, but I think I sent those videos to you because this was February, end of February of 2017, I think, is when it happened. Yeah, it's been a little while. So, with all the confusion that I that I've already gone through at that point. I made the mistake of instead of going straight through the intersection and heading the direction I was supposed to, for whatever reason, my brain short-circuited and I made a right and ended up going back northbound on the road that I was originally on. Oh, okay. Um, and that was not a prohibited truck route. It was, you know, it was trucks allowed. And shortly after making that right, I realized my mistake. You know, I couldn't just flip there because it's, you know, a four-lane busy road with a with a middle divider for, for left turns. Um, so I'm doing the best thing that I can do. I'm looking for parking lots that might be big enough for me to flip into, get turned around real quick and, and get pointed in the right direction again and just get this, get this load picked up, you know, get on my way. Um, and I passed on my right-hand side, I passed by this parking lot that would have been more than enough ample room for me However, this parking lot had not one but two no truck signs in it, one at the entrance and one at the back that I happened to see as I drove by it. So I'm looking at my 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 Rand McNally GPS and I'm looking at the grid pattern of the of all the streets that are on my immediate left. And I'm watching them and I see, okay, this this road is no truck, that road's no truck. Okay, this one doesn't have a no truck sign, so this one's probably okay to go down. And then the one following that, there was a, an actual light for the intersection. There was no sign there indicating it was prohibited to commercial vehicles. So I made that left turn down that road, made another left, and then left onto the first road that I saw that did not have no truck sign, and then right heading southbound back in the direction I needed to go on the original road that I was on. That is why I was sitting at that stop sign waiting to make that right turn. Um, when you watch my dash cam video, that's when you see the officer drive by and it's marked SUV and pretty much instantly after I made the turn, you, you hear the siren go off. Like he did a, he did a U-turn right there in the middle of the intersection to come after me. Now, if I remember correctly, he was, he got a little, a little rude with you. Did he not? Or, or did he? He didn't like the fact that I was questioning him um yeah i was i was talking with him and the video you know shows that in the same tone that i'm talking to to you and Rufan right now um you know i i do believe that it's not the time to battle on the side of the road that's what the court's for i was mainly trying to understand the situation and what his justification was for issuing me a citation in the first place and, you know, he even had the audacity to say he was cutting me a break by not writing me for being on a prohibited truck route. He wrote me for impeding traffic, which was just shy of a $300 fine, but no points on the license. And 
he continued to say he was helping me out by not doing a CSA inspection as well. So he's kind of trying to scare you into thinking, just shut up and get out of here before you get an inspection. Kind of hint, hint. <laughs> Basically, um, at one point, he even threatened to take the ticket back and amend it to being on a prohibited truck route, which is a higher fine and points assessed. Because I was simply asking him, hey, do you, do, did I miss a sign there? I mean, I thought I didn't see anything, but, you know, I'm not perfect. Maybe I missed it. He had no clue if there were signage there or not. He just went off of the basic law, which, you know, anybody who's not, heck, you can even be from that town and may not know this law because it's just such a small ordinance that changes from municipality to municipality. It's not even a state thing. It's a town thing. And they don't want trucks on their residential roads, which I can understand and I respect that. But you got to have the appropriate signage. Yeah, no doubt. And he he was trying to bully you. He was he was trying to say just just take it and leave it and 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 don't question any of my authority. Yeah, that was basically how it was. And he even, and like I said, I you know, I got on the video. He even accused me of being combative. Everything you know. Growing up in Pennsylvania, <clears throat> in an odd state like Jonathan stated, um, <laughs> you do remember, seriously, back in the day, just asking a question to somebody that's an authoritative, mm -hmm. it's, you get yelled at. You know what I mean? It's like they think you're arguing with them. Yeah. You know, I, what's funny is, I've, it just, again, going to New York City, right? My first trip ever mm -hmm. in New York City in a tractor trailer. I say to the cop, hey, can you tell me where I couldn't even get the a street out? And he flips out of me. You get your ass moving. I mean, he just literally it's like, I'm just asking you a question, sir. I mean, may I ask a question, sir? <laughs> you know, in no way was I. So I do understand when he's saying the cop accused him of being combative. It's like, you know, you don't have the right. And, and Jonathan, I agree. Look, I'm not against cops. No, absolutely. Okay, I'm a but, big supporter of the thin blue line. I mean, right. I agree with that. A hard job just like we do. Right. But, you know, you should be at least, I mean, I get the thing of, like you said, there's no sense in trying to go to court on the side of the road to, to beat the ticket. And, but it is nice to kind of get the stipulation of, or the ruling why I'm getting the ticket so that just in case I want to go to court, I could at least, you know, go based on what he told me, you know? Yeah, just have like a better understanding of where his mind is at. So the the entire account, encounter, wait, though it may not be pleasant because getting a citation never is, at least there is a, a, a joining of the mind, so to speak, where you at least understand where they're coming from and what their position is. And that helps you understand why the situation turned out the way it does. Whether you agree with it or not is is beside the point. Again, that's what court is for. Well, if you're being accused of something, you want to you want to be accused of it. You want to be you want to actually have done it. Yeah, I read the I ran the red light. Yeah, I know I did. Mm -hmm. I deserve that ticket. But in your Absolutely. case, in your case, you you he he seen you at a red light sitting there waiting for it to turn green to make your right. And he pulls you over as soon as he, you know, he flips around and comes and pulls you over right when you're pulling out to say, hey, you're on a road you shouldn't have been on. And you're like, no, I wasn't. There's no sign. Yeah. So so let's fast forward. The mm -hmm. the the end result is you get a ticket right uh, that day. Mm -hmm. Correct. 
Sure did. Okay. And then, of course, uh, not too long after that, you called your buddy Troy, if I remember correctly. And, Same day, actually. <laughs> and, and so my advice was get your ass back there and fight them guys, right? I mean, because it really was something if there's no sign. And so you you started prepping, man. How long before your court case was from the, the time? And, and here's the sucky part about being an over-the-road trucker. A lot of these counties and towns and states know you're in Florida. you got to go all the way back to Michigan on your own dime just to fight this to clear yeah. your damn name. And, and, and so it's not only paying for your way to get back there, hotel, gas, fuel, airplane, whatever you're going up on. But you also have the the cost of not working for those that many days that you're actually in town. Or did your company dispatch up that way so that you could go? How did you get there? I forget. Well, generally speaking, yeah, that's, that's what prosecutors and officers go off of. They love tagging out-of-state tags because they know it's going to be that much of a hassle for the person to fight it as opposed to, you know, a local um, thankfully, my company dispatched me up into that particular area around Detroit, and once I delivered the, the day before my court date, um, I found a truck stop, and uh, the only thing close by was a, was a complete pay-to-park, you know, so I paid for parking for the night, and then I had to pay for a, uh, an Uber from the truck stop to the courthouse, and then once everything was done at the courthouse, I had to pay for an Uber back to the truck stop. Okay, so now... You go, you're ready. You, you got the ticket. Did you already pay the ticket or did you not pay it until court? Or did you already pay it hoping to get it back? How'd that work? Um, that was basically how they were working it was <clears throat> if I took it to court and the judge found me guilty of the infraction, I would have to pay the fine in full prior to leaving the courthouse. Okay. So you show up in court. And well, I guess it's it's traffic court. So you, what do you are yeah. you like number five hundred in line up there? I mean, it's the Detroit area. Yeah, I was I was uh, there for a couple hours before my case was uh, ultimately called. Um, however, the situation or <laughs> started basically shortly after I got there because I was called in to speak with the officer who wrote the citation as well as the prosecutor presiding over the case. And the first thing they asked me was, what do you want to do with this? And I said, well, sir, I'd like it dismissed. And he laughed. <laughs> the prosecutor laughed in my face and said, well, that's not happening. And I said, well, I've, I've got proof here. You know, I did all my research on, on not only the town's ordinances, but Michigan state law, which dictates, yes, the towns have the authority to regulate their roads how they want to. However, any limitations, prohibitions, anything like that must be clearly marked by signage that is approved by the, by the Michigan state as, as put forward in their state legislation. And Jonathan, we should point out that you had your attorney, um, Esquire Jonathan DeLoe, with you, right? Attorney John? Didn't you represent <laughs> yourself? You didn't have a lawyer, right? No, I, I did not have a lawyer because the best deal I could find on an attorney cost about the same amount as the ticket did and my wife would have killed me if i hired an attorney <laughs> and lost <laughs> yeah so my my fine basically you know doubles with the with the attorney retainer <laughs> okay so you're in the process you're in the little side room trying to make this is their de- in fact what it is is really their little deal room you know they're trying to they're trying to give you a deal so they can get something out of it really that's their goal i mean in fact they're probably surprised when a trucker 
from, you know, how many miles to, to Michigan? What is it, about 1,300, you know? It's somewhere around there coming up from – Probably longer. I still live in Jacksonville, so yeah. Yeah, so that's probably a big surprise right there. Here's a guy that's pretty serious. He took time off to come here, and uh, he's here, and they got you in their little deal room, and the, and the prosecutor says, you're not getting out of this. Ruthann, what do you got? He's, he's, he's still saying, I still we're still trying to help you out here by giving you a better deal. Yeah, the cops in there trying to say that it's still, yeah, I'm trying to help you out here, guy. I could have still did this. So what happens next? Do you, do, you, do you just tell him, let's just go to the judge. You know, if you if you guys can't drop it, we'll, we'll go stand before him. I mean, you're there anyways. Yeah, there, there was zero benevolence. I mean, the the what could be maybe, can you know, Confused for a passing resemblance to benevolence was when the officer on the scene the day he wrote me the citation was saying to me, he's cutting me the biggest break he can, which you and I both know, saying, hey, I know there's not a sign there, but our, our local laws don't want you there and, you know, catch and release. Okay, cool, officer. Thanks for letting me know. I'll keep that in mind if I ever return. I won't go back on those streets. Yeah. That would have been cutting me the biggest break that he could and not a $300 ticket. Absolutely. Um, it's a warning. That's the big break. Oh, boy. Yeah. So now he, he wanted to, to, to do a citation, and an attorney that I initially uh, consulted with um, said it was basically a racket that they run in the area, and that was proven to be true when half the cases that went before me all settled for the same charge I did, impeding traffic for almost $300 fine, no points. So it's a trucker trap. Yeah, that, and uh, they're they're also doing it with uh, passenger vehicles as well for other minor infractions. I forget the the details of all of them because they all started blurring together at some point. But yeah, back in back in there with the prosecutor, there there was no benevolence. It was straight to intim- intimidation and uh, even belittling. Um, you know, at one point he said, "Well, don't you think it's common sense that big trucks don't belong on residential roads?" To which I responded, don't you think it's common sense if you don't want a big truck on a road, you clearly mark that as the case? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, you, you already know where their where their frame of mind is when they say no trucks, but yet the truck turnaround is on the other side of that sign. Yeah. So, I mean, you could tell they're oxymorons just by that. The sign saying, come to me, butthead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you are. You don't make a deal with the prosecutor. Right. I mean, why, why would you? You can went 1,300 miles not to make a damn deal. So now your, your case comes up. They pull you forward. They, 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 they make you swear in and take it from there. Well, before, before even all that, they, uh, they went to the judge and said they were amending the ticket. So they changed it from impeding traffic, $300 fine with no points, to prohibited truck route infraction, which I don't know what the, the fine or the point value was, but I knew that the fine was higher than $300 and would assess points on my license. Wow. Ruth Ann, I have a problem with that. I, I'm serious. That's What town is that again, Jonathan? Melvindale. In Melvindale, Michigan, you guys that are out there listening to this podcast, if you get near Melvindale, you watch out for Super Cop over there. I'm, Ruth, and that ticks me off. He, he literally, the first time that Jonathan's getting a ticket, he says, well, I could always take this back and give you the truck prohibited route. So you leave with the ticket. 
I, there should be no Indian giving on tickets if you're a, a cop. Only if you're getting them. Only if you're giving them. You know, like ripping it up, not not changing it. Yo, we're gonna get protested by Indians now because I said Indian giving. No, I'm more. I'm more actually. I'm more irritated also that the prosecutor was playing the the baby game too. Oh well, I'm just gonna take my ball and I'm gonna I'm gonna pop yours now. You well, know. It, well, you know, you know damn well if it's Melvin Dill. Nobody even heard of Melvin Dill. Melvinville or Melvin Dale. Dale. Melvin Dale. Yeah. You know the prosecutor and and the cop are probably cousins, and they're probably <laughs> married to the same family or something. You know damn well what happens in those little towns. What, what's really funny is in the start of this this whole whole podcast when when he was saying about where he was driving and how it was going, you, the only thing honestly that was in my head was the Dukes of Hazards. Yeah, <laughs> and he said the SUV. What was it like? A one of those the old marked, scouts? No, he said the no. marked SUV. Oh, it was a marked SUV. Yeah. No. So yeah, uh, it was marked. I didn't. I didn't notice him. Um, probably had a deer on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice him while I was trying to make my my right turn at the stop sign because I was focusing on the oncoming traffic. But when I reviewed the dash cam footage, I was able to see the direction he came from. And he, he passed in front of me and saw me on that road at the stop sign right before I had a clearing enough to, to make that right turn. And he just whipped it. So did you get to see his, did you see his face do like the double take and look at you and his eyeballs come out like, like Tom and Jerry when they go. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to see that. And that would have been actually kind of humorous because he, he was a, he was a big one. Um, and I know this is probably going to get me protested. That's right. We <laughs> like it. His his name was Officer Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Officer Dead Slaughter. Serious. Oh. <laughs> so so he also takes his name serious. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he definitely had a, a a few spare tires on board. So um, So listen, let's let's bring this up to speed here. So you got your ticket. And 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 the whole time, except for the illegal left turn, which you were told to do by the sh uh, shipper, anyways, in the directions. Okay, you you get a ticket for impeding traffic. You go home. You go back. You fight it. Or before you fight it, they take you in the the deal room and put mm -hmm. the spotlight on you, basically, and almost beat you with the rubber hose. And 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 then because you refuse to make a deal, they go to the judge and say. We're taking back our our ball and going home, and we're gonna we're gonna give this guy now the ticket we originally should have gave him, uh, and and here you are now, probably facing, probably facing even a steeper fine at that point. Is that true or not? Yeah, like I, said, I, I never discovered the actual value associated with that fine. I. No. Since it was a more severe infraction, I knew that it was going to be a higher fine and points would be assessed on my license. So I would go from having a clean record to having points. Wow. As, as being a trucker at, at some point yourself, you know that's, that's potentially detrimental to your livelihood and how you support your family. I mean, that can get you fired. I hear you, brother. Okay, so... Are you now? You finally now you're told that it just got worse. Now, I I want to know. Did they walk out with the little smug cat like cat ate the milk smug face and and say, "Here's your new ticket"? Is that what they did? Did they actually hand you the ticket? 
Or did the judge no, tell the you? Ju they, they went to the judge and they basically made a motion to amend the ticket um, to uh, to something of a, of a higher severity. <laughs> this is so, what so did the judge you, say? So when you went in front of the judge then for your actual court, he said they said, no, we received an amendment this morning um, wanting to give you this ticket instead. How do you plea? No, wait, hold on a second. Before, the, before that question... But the question is, did the judge accept the amendment? He has to, they made a motion to do this. The judge has to say yes or no. Oh, he, he did. And he, 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 in all fairness, he, he did make an attempt to make sure I understood what that meant. And, you know, of course I did. And he asked if I wanted to continue to proceed because the stakes are now higher. What a jackass. And I said, yes, your honor, I, I want to fight this. I, I don't feel it's right. I felt that I was wronged. Yeah, I didn't come 1,300 miles to have you guys beat me more. Wow. Well, actually, you did. As like I told the judge during, during my testimony, I said, you know, if the officer had caught me on a prohibited truck route, like the sign was clearly there and I had ignored it or just missed it, I told the judge straight up, I wouldn't be here if he had given me this, this quote-unquote break of, of a no-point and a smaller fine citation, I would have just paid it and considered myself lucky and been on my way. But since there was nothing indicated that that was a prohibited truck route, I, I ultimately felt like it was entrapment. And even furthermore, if, if they wanted to, to go with, well, you were written up for impeding tra traffic and not prohibited truck route, I, I would have said, well, the officer forced me to stop in the right lane of a four-laned four highway i was looking for you know it was about 45 seconds to 60 seconds from when he first hit his siren to when i ultimately stopped um i did acknowledge his presence i slowed down considerably put my four ways on um, put my arm out the window waving for him to follow me because i knew i was maybe half a mile from the warehouse and i knew there would be enough space for us both to fit in safely and get out of the flow of traffic but he hit his siren about two or three more times and got on his PA, basically saying something along the lines, driver, stop now. And yeah. you hear me on the dash cam. You want me to stop in the middle of the road? Okay, fine. I'll stop in the middle of the road. And as he walked up to the, of course, the driver's side of my vehicle, where the traffic is, instead of on the sidewalk to the right, <laughs> um, I leaned out the window to explain to him, hey, there's a warehouse just around the block here we can you know, we can get up there and get out of the flow of traffic. But before I could finish that, he's like, nope. You see the lights, you hear the siren, you stop. I handle the rest. Okay, fine, officer. That's how you want to you wanna do it. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, all right. And yeah, it's funny. I seen. I was watching a video last night. Actually, I was watching on, on Facebook, Ruth Ann, where a cop was pulling a lady over, and because she stopped halfway getting off the road... He actually yelled at her for leaving him hanging on the road. So the cop, cops expect you to try to get over to a safe place. That's all you were trying to do is get, get him to a safe place. So, Ruthann? Well, Florida law is if there's a, a police officer or any other emergency vehicle on the side of the road, it is law to get over into the next lane. And if that's... Slow down. Yeah, a slow down. If you cannot get over, you must slow down to... Um, it's like 20 under the speed limit or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think, yeah, it's like 20 under the speed limit, at least with Florida. I think that's the case. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, well, where he's at, the way it was, 
I wonder what the law would have been if it's, is it the Michigan law that you have to get over or slow down to, or do they not care about their, their officers and, and more and or less wish them to get pegged? Ruthann, Ruthann, officer, 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 no, officer, officer, excuse me. officer slaughter is the law. Okay. So that's the law. I am the law, boy. You pull over when I say, boy. What's that? South Park, Eric Cartman. Respect my authority. <laughs> 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 All right, so so let's let's get back to court. And unless you got you got you know he's he's already the combatant things over. You're down in Florida back. No, no, you, no. You, the uh, judge, the judge, right now that we're we're at the point where right. the judge is saying, "Do you understand what they're doing here?" Right now, the judge is laying a little pressure on him, saying, "Hey, Annie's been up, boy." And he well he well he was being nice. No, he wasn't. To Jonathan, he was nice. Do you realize that they just went and gave you higher charges? Oh, hold on a second. And then you got to remember. Do you still want to do this? No, listen. He and made said, yes. he made a a a a motion to up the ante. The judge could have said, "No, you're not upping the ante on this guy." The judge accepted that. He ain't he ain't any nicer. Jonathan, am I right? Yeah, he he accepted the motion, but like I said, he he made sure that I understood what that meant and the, and the gravity behind what that amendment of the original citation would do. Oh, what a nice judge. Gee, thank you, judge, for for screwing me and then being really nice to make sure I understand the screw job I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> so, well, go ahead. So, what's what's going on next? Talk to us. Well, um, I'd actually have to look at the transcript to to have everything chronologically, but the gist of it was is I had about, I think, three to four weeks from the day I got the citation to the day I was supposed to appear in court. And I spent a lot of time, you know, on my 10-hour breaks or on 34-hour resets or on my home time. You know, I had a printer in the truck. I would go through and I would look at the vehicle codes for, for the local town ordinance. Um, I would look at the, the state legislation. And um, I forget the actual statute number because it's, it's been a little while. But they uh, have something that's basically the right to regulate given to the different municipalities from the state. They get the authority from the state to do that. However, there's one law that preempts that, and it specifically states that any limitations or prohibitions, anything like that, needs to be clearly marked with signage that's been approved by the Michigan State Legislation. So, for example, the picture of a box truck in a red circle with a cross through it to indicate a no truck route. You know, pretty pretty universal, at least least in you know America. We all know what that means, right? And um, did you also provide like pictures of the streets showing that there was none of these signs to 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 the judge? Absolutely. I went on to uh, Google Street View and I took screenshots and printed those screenshots out of every intersection that I went through. The initial left turn, which the only sign that was there was a no parking sign. The second left turn onto the first residential road, which the only sign was a stop sign. The third left turn, which had got me back towards the road that I just turned off of the main road, the four lane road, um, where there's a stop sign on the right hand side. And then on the left hand side, there's another sign, which again is a no parking sign, not a no truck sign. And then when I take the right turn back and heading southbound on that main road again, um, I even did a, a, an overview of that route 
and uh, I forget the name of the main main drag that I was on, but I took a, the first left I took was onto a street called Go Street, like Vincent Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Um, the second left was the residential road, which I don't remember the name of. And then the, the final left before the right was a street called Coleman, which is where the officer witnessed my truck. But again, both Go and Coleman had nothing indicating it was a prohibited truck route. And I had all of that screenshotted and printed up um, during, again, with the, with the cell phone video I took of my actual encounter with the officer, he tried to tell me that there was a parking lot, a gravel parking lot by a big green sign that, you know, I pointed out in the video. He told me that was big enough to turn around in. And I said, well, I, I thought so as well, but that, that lot had a no truck sign at the at the back of it and he's like oh no that's just for parking and i was like nah, it's no it didn't say no truck parking it was the picture of a truck with the red circle on the cross through it and at that point he's like have a good day sir he was he was totally done with me and so i said okay you, know, you two you two officers stay safe and i went on my way um i got a screenshot of that and that's when i discovered that that particular parking lot had not one but two signs one in front and one in back there's no way you can miss it unless you're turning in with your eyes closed, which is ill-advised. <laughs> um, that's what the cop it, wanted it, you to do, though. <laughs> that's what he wanted me to do. He also suggested I continued further northbound because there was a trucking company further up the road that I could have turned around in. And I don't know how you feel about that, Troy. I'm very uncomfortable going into another trucking company's lot because they don't want other vehicles on their private property. Usually they don't have enough room for their own trucks. They're not going to let a random truck come in. Yeah. Most companies don't don't like that. I don't, I don't think companies really appreciate the competitors turning into their, their lot to do a turnaround. And they usually have a gate anyways. Most of them do. Some of them with codes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I try not to judge anybody in that situation because as you're telling me the story, I can feel the anxiety, you know, of because I I know what it's like. I I one time I uh, was in New Jersey, everybody's favorite state. Okay, <laughs> the armpit. Exactly. Well, we call it the garbage can of New York. But the bottom line <laughs> was, I got into this residential section, and this dude came flying around me, and blocked me off with his his minivan. And got out of his minivan and was flipping out at me, like really big time, right? And he, (laughs) here, his cable wire was hanging down too low on the street, and my trailer grabbed it and pulled a little piece of siding and his his cable and everything down. I guess his TV went off when I went by. And he flipped out at me, and I I mean, I almost ended up with a fist fight with this guy. Finally, he called my company. Nothing ever happened to me. And I, I told the guy, I said, listen, dude. The, the literally the law, I think it's 15-5, a, all wires have to be at least 15-5 that are crossing a road, okay? Something, I, I can't remember if it's 15-5 or 15-6, whatever. Anyways, there was a certain height. And don't get me wrong, I shouldn't have been in that residential area. But, you know, and if, if you've driven New Jersey and all their service roads and jug handles, you can get confused mm-hmm. if you haven't really driven a lot of New Jersey and... Believe me, and what, that's what I was saying. I don't really want to 
to judge the situation only because I remember that day, me going, I got to get out of here, man. I knew I was not doing good inside a residential yeah. area. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I got to get out of here before a cop sees me and I get a ticket and I get fired and blah, 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 blah. So I can only imagine with all the turns you're doing, trying to avoid the truck signs, trying to get turned around, and then to make the decision of doing a U-turn, okay, and then making a, a bad left and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you might have actually felt a little relief when the cop pulled you over at that point, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just could see the anxiety building up there. I just remember being confused when, when I first heard the siren going off and I could see the flashing lights in, in, my, in my driver's side mirror. I'm like, you know, obviously I'm not speeding. I just made a right turn. And even empty, you're, you're not getting a truck up to speed that fast. <laughs> um and I was like, I'm pretty positive I didn't see any signs that said I couldn't be on these two particular roads. So now I'm trying to rack my brain as to what I may have done to warrant his attention. And, you know, of course, that was answered relatively quickly. Um, and that's when I was asking him, you know, did I, did I miss the sign? Uh, is, is there a sign there that says I can't be on those particular roads? And he just kept going back to his default that it's just – the law in the town, no trucks on residential roads. And I mean, you know how I can't, and no truck driver has, has the time to look up every single little law and every single little municipality. It's just, it's, it's impossible. There's, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of different laws. Every time you cross a town line or, or a county line and of course state lines, you know, <laughs> There's just a whole plethora of them, and even somebody who's got like a master's degree or a Ph.D. in law isn't going to know every single nuance of every particular municipality. And, Jonathan, that's why truckers across America get screwed in these little towns and these little traps and these state rules and this rule and that rule, parking parking on ramps, you know, is it legal? Is it not legal? I mean, we've been hearing arguments of that all week. It's just, it's one thing after another. And Mike, it's almost, we almost really need a universal road law across the entire United States of, listen, this should be the international speed limit for every interstate. This should be the, the you know, if, if you have a certain amount of people living on this street, the speed limit's this, blah, blah, blah. It should be universal. It really should be, be mainly because of situations like this. So let's, let's get back to the courthouse. How long, first of all, how long did you have the spotlight? I mean, did you question the cop or were you just presenting your case? Were you there 10 minutes, 15 minutes? How long did you have to talk? Uh, I don't remember specifically how long it was. I would say it was definitely not much more than 30 or 45 minutes total from, from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really address the cop directly. Um, I was just providing my testimony and evidence directly to the uh, presiding judge. Uh, I forget his name. Um, the, the only time I really had any interaction with the officer himself was when I asked to present a different picture that I printed out um, to the judge's evidence that there was nothing indicating I cannot be on that road. He asked that I first show it to the officer, which, you know, it makes sense. It's kind of like a, a discovery thing, so to speak, just on a smaller scale. So he's aware of the evidence being presented as well. So he's not, you know, completely blindsided by it. Um, I mean, the officer showed that he, he didn't really have any geographic knowledge of his beat. I mean, he did not, 
he, he, you know, he admitted multiple times, not only on the side of the road with me, but in front of the judge, that he was unaware whether a sign existed or not on those roads. Hmm. I believe it. So, okay, so here we go now. You're done talking, right? And the judge does, does he go back in his little room to look at all the evidence and then come back out and render his decision? Or does he render it right there? And are you sitting there going, yeah, I'm in, I'm in uh, uh, the backwoods here of Michigan in inbredville i I, I, i'm probably not gonna win this i mean were you thinking you were even gonna win after the anti-upping incident you almost got to be thinking to yourself i don't have a chance here i mean is is that what's going through your mind are you thinking you're gonna win it it was kind of a mixed bag to be honest with you i i felt confident that i had a strong case but at the same time you know i felt if if there was even the slightest chance of, of of corruption whether it be like a nepotism type situation where everybody knows everybody so they're going to have each other's back no matter what and true justice can't be served because of of the inner workings and the ties between you know the prosecutors the judges the officers and 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 what have you yeah i i felt like the odds would have been stacked against me despite having what I felt like a strong case because, you know, the, even the state legislation states that if they fail to, to mark, you know, prohibitions on their streets, even though they have the authority to reg- regulate their own streets, you know, without interference from the state government, if they fail to mark these prohibitions and limitations, they can lose part of their state funding. Hmm. Okay. So and that was one of the guns I was ready to, to pull out as an argument, it never had to get to that point. Thankfully, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would have went over too well. Yeah, if you guys uh, lie here and screw up, you could lose your funding. I don't. I. I don't know if that would have really went over well in their court. But you know, for all you know, you know, uh, Officer Slaughter and, and and Mrs. Slaughter and 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 maybe Cousin Slaughter had breakfast with the prosecutor and 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 the judge that morning. So yeah, I get the nepotism. I get the 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 whole circle of of trying to go into somebody's town and win a court case. Um, so what happens next? Do you? Does he go back and re- does he go back to sit in his chambers for a minute and then come out, or is he, does he make the decision right there? What happens? Uh, negative. He he um, made a brief little speech about um, the preponderance of evidence and how cases, like actual criminal cases, were dismissed on less evidence being presented in defense of of the uh, defendant. Um, he ultimately ruled that the citation would be dismissed. Wow. Did you look at the cop? He was mad. Wow. You slaughtered slaughter. (laughs) Wow. He, uh, he just simply said, thank you, your honor. And I swear he did a full about face and about goose stepped out of the, out of the courtroom because he, he just was mad. Wow. And I did everything I could to keep the grin off my face until I turned away from the <laughs> What did the prosecutor do? Uh, he wasn't really present for the whole thing. Um, the only time I ever really spoke to him was in the side office when he was trying to intimidate me to just pay them the two seventy-five to $300 fine and count my lucky stars that that's all it was. Um, 
so that he don't even show up in the rest of the whole. He, he says, oh, I want to amend and make this this a, a bigger ticket, but he don't show up there for the, for the, the hearing for it. Yeah, he, he was there to make the amendment, but, you know, honestly, you know, my, my recollection is a little fuzzy on it. I'm not sure exactly where he was throughout the entire, you know, giving of testimony from both myself and the officer, um, because my focus was primarily on, on the judge. I wanted to make sure that I was as respectful as, as, as possible. I, re, you know, I referred to him by his title, you know, your honor, you know, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, you know, I wanted to, to present myself in the best possible light. So, so do you think the judge was Officer Slaughter's brother? I was thinking that. <laughs> Not what? Cousin that, Slaughter. That, that might be why, why, why the officer was just so mad. Or an <laughs> uncle. Maybe it was his uncle. You know, know. whatever. But hey, so I didn't have more to do that. You know, this dumb Floridian truck driver showed him up in his, you know, on his home turf. You know, you know, you know first I'm quote unquote combated with him on the side of the road because I'm simply asking questions. Right. And then I have the audacity to actually show up and fight, you know, contest him mm-hmm. in court and win. You have right. the audacity to say, uh, I'm innocent. Right. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I've seen so many cases over the years of friends and everything where they literally scare these guys you know, just let that uh, that's such a trick that they use they'll they'll take you and they'll go well i'm gonna up the ante and then it's almost like now you go oh my gosh i'm, I'm facing life in prison now uh, i better make the deal and take the five to ten year plea there's so many people that went to jail that probably we're really innocent or could have won. And it's it's sad because it's all about making making the deal and making the money for the state. It's a sad thing. It really is. And those little towns, I was going to say, what I what I don't like is here they got a shipper. I don't know how much freight they have coming and going in, in uh, um, Elmerville or whatever they, you called it, right? And there you are, right? Just imagine the taxes that, that, that shipper pays. Imagine... Imagine the money it brings in, the people it employs, all that stuff, all because the truckers, and, and the truckers are a big part of it, bringing the freight, and yet they got a racket going, now trying, it's like the truck stops. The truck stops insult me, you know? You know, they got this amazing amount of fuel they're selling, and they, they sell everything, but why do they got to charge $500, you know what I mean, for you to eat lunch there? Or, or, or why does it got to cost so damn much? The parking, just to park there. For, for the working man, you know, and it's just the same with this 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 town. You know, we, we already got truckers coming here. We're making money. We're shipping freight. We got a good business going. But you know what? Let's set up a little side business and start tapping into their wallet and wink, wink, giving them tickets. I and mean, that's just pretty bad. So, but anyways, Jonathan, it's like a half hour longer than I thought this pod would be. Wow. Um, awesome, though. Um, so, so Jonathan didn't get the ticket. He fought the law and the law lost. That's what we're going to call this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was the Facebook post I made after the, after I left the courthouse was I fought the law and I won. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm, it's going to be titled something to that effect. So uh, it's going to go into editing and, and uh, we should be up here in a few weeks. What advice can you give a trucker that has the same thing happen or something similar? Especially if he believes he's innocent. Don't put up with any BS. I mean, on the side of the road with the officer, like I like I mentioned before, that is not the time to argue. That is not court. You will lose. He has the authority. It's his word versus yours. 
And if he chooses to escalate it because he feels like you're escalating, then the next thing you know, you're, you may be thrown on the ground, cuffed, and have additional charges that you have to, to fight against. Um, my, my advice is no matter how much of a prick the officer is being, I mean, you know, for the most part, I've had multiple pleasant encounters with officers. Um, very rarely have I had unpleasant encounters, maybe two or three total in my entire life. Um, there's, they're still human. They, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day or maybe this guy, this is just how he is. And he's looking for, for easy prey. He sees an out of state trucker. You know, he was on a road that he knows he can't be on, but the trucker doesn't know that because there's not a sign there and being half a country away. He's not going to fight it. He's going to send us a check, and that's, that's another $300 to our coffers. So my ultimate advice is just be as polite and civil with the officer. You know, accept the citation at that time because, like I said, you're not going to argue your way out of it, but you may argue your way into a bigger citation. <laughs> that happens all the time. And have your day in court. But don't go in half-caught. Do your research. Ask questions. If you've got an attorney that's willing to, to, to talk with you and at least give you some kind of advice, I mean, the attorneys I spoke with told me, you know, basically it's a racket and I should just pay it and, and go on my way. Um, actually, in the courtroom, there was an attorney there that was representing another defendant and he overheard my discussion with the officer and the prosecutor in the deal room. And he approached me, introduced himself, and said, you know, I don't want to tell you how to do your business, but, you know, if they amend that ticket that's going to, and you lose, that's really going to hurt you. You know, if I were you, I would probably just pay the smaller fine and, and, and be on with it. And when the judge dismissed the citation against me, the same guy that told me to, you know, just back down and pay the smaller fine, held the door open for me as I walked out and shook my hand. You know, and I got to just say this one more time. That intimidation of pay the ticket or we're going to make it worse for you, that should be illegal. Those kind of those kind of tactics, that's almost a Gestapo type of tactic where someone takes you in a room and basically threatens you, you know, because that's exactly what they're doing. It's a threat. Man, I'm going to make it worse to you, worse on you. And then to get your damn officer slaughter, if you're listening. Do you think officer slaughter is <laughs> no, listening right then? I don't think he's I'm listening. Send him, I want to send officer slaughter a copy of our he's, podcast. He's not listening. I'm serious. I want to look it up. I want you to find slaughter and send him a copy of this, okay? Because his first and, name is Ellis. What's his name? Elmer. Ellis. Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, if I recall correctly. Ellis Slaughter. Slaughter. All right. Yeah. Can we get in trouble for putting a cop's name on? <laughs> Def defamement. Yeah. No, we're not. Look, I'm just, we're just, listen, he's only stating facts of what happened. Everybody knows who Officer Slaughter is in Elmerville. So listen, let me tell you something. This is what I, what are you laughing at? Because <laughs> it's Melvin Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The Elmer Fudsville. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, Elmer Fudsville. All right. I, I, I think, honestly, that every, 
every cop and prosecutor and judge that tries to intimidate people into just taking a deal and making them feel like I, I couldn't I've seen it so many times where somebody's mm. going I, I felt so scared and I only had a second to make the decision so I, I pled guilty and they really weren't guilty it's like come on that's a bunch of crap I don't care if mm. you got your courts are so tied up and you're trying to move every case through screw that everybody deserves the right to a fair you know it's supposed to be a fair and impartial trial that is not fair and impartial when they take you in the deal room and they literally put a spotlight on you and say sing pigeon you know it's like screw that you know uh, jonathan you stood up for what you believed in i'm really very very oh ruthan's giving you an applaud Ruthen, that's the first applaud in 350 some pods yeah wow <laughs> you go girl no i'm serious jonathan good job brother i mean that sincerely officer slaughter you ought to be ashamed of yourself ruthan do you have any advice yeah, don't yawn on the pod. <laughs> Come on. That was a big yawn. I know. What's your advice? Well, I... I I'm sure I, you have some. Yeah, well, I usually do. I think it was great that Jonathan went through and, and got all that research. And I think if you're going to go and fight a ticket, that's one of the things that you really have to do is look at it from all the angles, get all the statues, mm-hmm. do like like you did is, is get the the Google street view pictures, anything and everything that you can gather on what the laws and regulations are for that specific area. That's what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, I don't really have a whole lot to add to that advice to be honest with you, because my, my whole thing is I can see just based on what that judge told him, we've had more hardened criminals exonerated found not guilty or a, a case being thrown out with l- a lot lesser evidence being presented. So basically, even though the judge was willing to up the ante and screw Jonathan, he was actually saying good job to you in a yeah. sense when he did he said that. He, you came over prepared. Yeah. He, I mean, but you know what? That's a good thing. That's probably the, the best advice to me. I always say pray. Okay. That's me. All right. Mm-hmm. But, but to, Go and just study instead of waiting to the last minute and then maybe looking up something and coming half prepared. You're going to lose. You would have lost, Jonathan, real fast. If you didn't have every angle covered, you covered it so well, they had nothing oh, to say. Yeah, uh, they would they would have buried me with that higher citation for, like I said, having the audacity to say, look, <laughs> you know, there's no sign, no crime. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and here's the other advice I would give everybody. Jonathan went and studied his brains out, looked up the laws, made sure of all the signs, looked up all the rulings and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I guarantee you, Jonathan, I mean, you know, you and I know each other a couple of years. If you would have realized in your studies that, you know what, I'm more in the wrong here. I really don't have a shot at winning. You, you wouldn't have done, you wouldn't have gone through with it, you know, but the bottom. No, absolutely not. And I, I even said that to the judge. I told him, look, if there was. If there was legitimate or legitimately a prohibited truck route there that was clearly indicated by a sign, and I disregarded it and went down that road anyways, and we had the same you know interaction, same same you know traffic stop that we had, and he decided to give me the citation that he gave me instead of the prohibited truck route, which knowing his mentality, he probably would have hit me for everything he could, but. If he had cut me that quote-unquote break, despite there being a sign, I I told the judge, look, if he caught me dead to rights, I wouldn't be here right now. I would have paid the fine, 
you know, considered myself lucky that I'm not getting a higher fine and points on my license. And that would have been the end of it. Yeah. You know, I, the advice I'd have for everybody also, and I know a company in Pennsylvania, big reefer company that they, 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 they probably still do it. They have state police come in every now and then in their meetings and they give advice. And one of the advices a state cop always says is never plead guilty to your ticket. You know, especially if it's for a trucker, a 15 over a reckless, careless, an illegal, improper, unsafe lane change, following too close, any of that stuff. They're, they're DOT major moving violations. And that's a career. At least it's a career herder for sure. Yeah. The, the worst thing that could happen is you, you plead not guilty. You go there and he gives you the ticket. Anyways, the best thing is, you know, he throws it out, but another good answer is they drop it to a lesser charge because you have a class yeah. A. I talked to a trucker this morning. He got a he got a careless driving, you know, back in October. And uh he never he, he said he pled guilty but then didn't show up for the court. You know, honestly, the worst thing you could do is not show up or just pay the fine. It really is. Yeah. I, I would just tell you is you're better off, you know going and trying to make a deal at least for something to that effect or pleading mercy on the court and having them at least drop it so that your, your CDL isn't about to take a big whack. So that would be my advice. Um, other than that, I've got nothing. Ruth Ann, do you have anything else? No, I think that was pretty much good. You pretty much, you look like you're falling asleep. <laughs> you are a little tired. Jonathan, we're going to wrap it up, brother. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you finally coming on. And it's uh, been, it's, I've only heard about the great Jonathan for two years almost here. Oh, <laughs> well, so it's, it's good to finally get a chance to sit down and talk to you about your experience too. Oh, absolutely. And it's been, you know, a real pleasure talking with you guys about it. I mean, it's, it's something that's always been kind of a source of frustration for me, even after the fact. And you know, my wife can tell you she's she's tired of hearing about it. I haven't mentioned it in a while, but for like even six months afterwards, I've been like, and another thing, that officer <laughs> in Michigan, <laughs> he tried to pull a fast one on me, and <laughs> I was quicker. <laughs> don't don't forget to play the pod for her. We should send we should send Mrs. Delo a copy of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's tired of hearing about that. You know, other other circumstances <laughs> that that have happened <laughs> over my course of my driving years. <laughs> you know, Jonathan, I want to have you back on because I, I want to talk about um, I'll kind of give them a little teaser for the next time you come on that that truck fire you had um, that you uh, had to escape out of. But um, that's not in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a total another pod. So we'll we'll get that one another time. Um, let's wrap this thing up. You get to bed. We're going to bed. And uh, this thing's going to go into editing. Is that cool? Works for me, man. All right, brother. We're out of here, Ruthann. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. You'll have a good night. All right, brother. Attention all truckers. It's Troy with Talk CDL. If you're looking for a new job, check out NCI. Their phone number is 844-311-7076. Company has every benefit. They have the best equipment, all nice late model Kenworth T680s. They offer company, lease, solo teams they've got everything and very very steady income if you're interested call 844-311-7076 check out nci today and tell them talk cdl sent you over there thank you